The laughing gulls are here. That's the text that I got from my buddy Tim Long in the Barnegat Bay area, which is a terrific way for me to start the day on Wednesday. I'm Jim Hutchinson, New Jersey, Delaware Bay edition of the Fisherman Magazine, but it's Thursday, March 30th, 2023, and the striper hits at the Jersey Shore keep coming. They continue to come, and I expect action to improve, probably, if you think about it, every single day through the month of April. Now, before we run down our reports, I'll point out that the April print edition of the Fisherman Magazine is on its way to you subscribers this week. We went to print on Sunday night. Expect that copy. It shows Paulie at BPM Fishing underscore NJ on the cover. That blue fish by Paul was caught sometime during the month of April 2022. Now, I would remind you that that very first run of bluefish reports we compiled throughout the region in 2022 came in mid to late April. So hopefully, as with everything else this season, things just a little bit earlier than normal with this spring after a mild winter, that perhaps just as we do with the stripers, we'll have the blues arriving just a little earlier. And so too will the rest of our new bounties of spring. Now you'll find the March 25th, 26th weekend fishing forecast or fishing reports that we compiled by all of our field editors. That's in that April edition of the Fisherman Magazine, along with feature articles on finning bluefish and back, spot lock versus the old double anchoring for tog, Raritan Bay fly fishing for stripers with Captain Jim Frieda. Bunker and Bass by Scott Newhall, uh, uh, Spring Trout Wrap-Up uh, from Tom P., and much, much more. If you're not a subscriber, you'll find that April edition in stores like this one, The Real Seat in Brielle. I'm here today because they're going to have a grand reopening celebration this Saturday and Sunday, April 1st and 2nd. That will run from 9 a.m. till 4 p.m. both days. Now, the store has been widely expanded during the off-season, and the crew here at The Real Seat is excited to show you all the changes. I, I am, too, because I'm actually standing here in a brand-new room. A thousand additional square feet of space added to the real seat. This is the new room that you'll see. If you stop by this weekend for the special event, you'll enjoy free food and beverages this weekend, hourly door prizes like rods and reels. There's a drawing for a $500 gift card and of course store-wide savings on rods, reels, and tackle. Check out the newly expanded and redesigned Real seat location, that's at 707 Union Avenue in Brielle. April 1st becomes a very important date, actually, talking to Eric Buns and crew here. April 1st is the day in 1982 that the late Dave R. Beitman first incorporated the real seat. God rest your soul, Dave, but April 1st, no fooling. We are there, and this is the place you want to be this weekend. It's a good time to restock your own tackle box and plug bag with all the goodies needed for this striper season as things continue to improve in the New Jersey, Delaware Bay region. In the northern stretch, Carl Hartman from the American Angler said the lady reelers have been crushing it. Iriana Ivalice Avalo, she got on one from shore, as did Doreen Bloom. Captain Justin from Just In Time Guide Service had John Fallon and crew this past Friday on board for 20 to 25 fish up on the Raritan Bay. Said there were a few keepers as well as shorts in the mix. But the reason I bring it up is on Justin, Captain Justin's very first charter of the year, 
Um, he had Dwayne here with a 45-incher, a 45-inch striper. Getting some more reports, especially from the tight-lipped night crew throughout the state of New Jersey, that more and more of those upper 30 into 40-inch class fish are there. Now, folks have been telling me that the big stripers haven't arrived at the Jersey Shore yet. I'm not sure where that assumption comes from. In fact, a young viewer sent this to me this week, his own striper migration map that clearly shows there are monsters in the mix here in the Northeast. And according to this young viewer, says, according to his migration map, they're coming in from the offshore grounds. Great breakdown, Aiden, I appreciate that. Well done, son. Now, if you have a young one at home, six or under, uh, who would like to share his, his or her own striper migration map, please email me that beautiful art to jhutchinson at thefisherman.com and we'll try to share as advice to viewers in upcoming video fishing forecast, especially those friends of ours to the Northeast who are waiting for the striper run and they just really want to know what's actually going on here in the state of New Jersey. Keep in mind that those big trophy striped bass should be exploding on metal lips, SP minnows, and the like in the coming days and nights along the Raritan Bay Shore. Plenty of fish whacking baits already, but we do have the jumbo staging in the Raritan Bay before their trip up the Hudson sometime later in April for that spring spawn. I would just uh, caution you uh, with those bigger fish, make sure you, we talked about it last, last week, bracing the belly because a lot of these fish uh, that we're gonna be catching, especially on the down low that have to be released, those big sagging bellies are important to consider the future of striped bass. Same with a spawning estuary along the Delaware River. Another report from Higby's Bait and Tackle in Fortescue earlier this week, where Millville's Tyler Smith caught and released a 42-incher during a late afternoon bloodworm session at Fortescue Beach. Not a schoolie. And up around the bend, I got a message from David McDade from Chad's Ford PA this week. He and I spoke earlier at the Philadelphia Fishing Show out in Oaks, PA. He shared this catch over the weekend along the Delaware, south of Salem, where he said striper action is picking up along that stretch as well. And check this one out. The spot protecting blur background in full effect on Tuesday as Mike Arp landed a handful of stripers on bloodworms, 28, 30, uh, 28, 29, 32, and a 39 inch fish. Uh, Mike said this was the biggest fish he ever caught on a bloodworm, estimated at 27 pounds before release. And perfect form with holding that fish, that big spawning class striper. Well done, Mike. Not a schoolie. In between the, bigging, the bigger spawning estuaries like the Delaware and the Raritan, uh, the Raritan-Hudson complex, I would say, plenty of stripers out back to speak of. In doing the reports for the April edition out this week, we spoke to Nick at uh, Hands 2 Bait and Tackle in Cape May. He said better numbers of mixed size stripers are arriving daily. And one of his regulars said he plugged one up early last, uh, over the last weekend. Uh, Mike at Sea Isle Bait and Tackle said the shop is getting good reports from the Tuckahoe and Egg Harbor rivers uh, with anglers fishing worms, clams, and plugs for a nice 
pick of mixed size striped bass. Now, Andy at Riptide Bait and Tackle in Brigantine is still waiting with bated breath to give away that first prize, that first weigh-in gift certificate for that first striper that's caught from the shores of the rock in 2023. Although my friend Jose Ponce finally got up to the sod banks in the Atlantic City Brigantine area the other day, three bass, all keeper size from um, from 3 until 6.30 p.m. So fishing those magic hours, uh, he said he was he was catching those fish while plugging away with six inch SP minnow and a bronze mag darter. Again, perfectly handled fish ripe for the release. Stripers continue to be reported in the middle of the state. Uh, Salty rivers, back bays, beyond, uh, you know, behind the barrier islands. They're taking bloods, they're taking plugs, they're taking plastics as well. Sunny days followed by pleasant evenings of casting these magic hours. Perfect time to get out and about looking for some of those stripers, especially as we see a little bit of a warming trend in the days ahead. Sunny days do right by the winter flounder pounders as well. After last week's report, we found out from Bobby at Fisherman's Den that the first winter flounder scored from Shark River had come. Uh, that was last Thursday. I found out about that after the video was already completed. We have reports out of Gabriel Tackle and Brick this week of winter flounder by the Maniloking Bridge on bloodworms. Uh, fishing remains good in the back bay, of course, uh, and by the bridge, uh, just bring bloodworms and sandworms for live bait but you can get some stripers in that particular area as well, all along the, the, the Barnegat Bay. Ever since the, the stacking mechanism inside Tom's River kind of came to an end, those fish are spread out throughout Barnegat Bay. So no need for spot burns, but you can get out there and look for some of those stripers at this time. And how about this? The first couple of fluke reports in the Garden State in April hasn't even arrived yet. Bayside Dave, he fished with the misfits on one of the local sod banks in Southern Ocean County this week. He said, slow bite, everyone had at least a striper, mostly on four inch kettle creeks, but T-dubs here had one on a top water, and there were also two fluke in the mix as well that didn't realize they weren't supposed to be here yet because the fisheries regulators said so, because we're not really supposed to be fishing for summer flounder until May 2nd. The countdown to that season is underway, and I hope you're geared up. For more than 20 years, anglers everywhere have come to know one thing, that nothing says no to fish bites. Fisherman's Headquarters reported earlier this week that Brandy Hillegas caught a beautiful winter flounder on LBI while fishing for striped bass. Nice surprise, way to adapt and improvise Brandy. An 18-incher. Big enough, in fact, to be a keeper fluke come May 2nd. Brandy credited the gang at Fishheads, Greg Kudnick, Paul Michael, Jared Grady, Frankie, Linetti, and said they all played a big part in learning the ins and outs of land fishing. God bless. We all need mentors, that's for sure. You could probably thank so many folks at the local tackle shops. I get a lot of my information here. Captains you fished with, and of course, um, we, we put the own us back on our families, dads, moms, uncles, grandfathers, all helping us along the way. Delaware River Striper Sharpie Boopy Norman reminds us of that with his own son this week. He said, quote, best feeling ever. Truer words never said. 
Togging in New Jersey gets back into gear this Saturday, April 1st. Frank Mahalik's article on spring tog starts on page 28 of the April edition of the Fisherman Magazine. He offers tips and tactics to get into that spring bite to score this weekend. Boats, of course, all boats are back in the swing of things. All those tog boats from Cape May all the way up uh, into the uh, into the Raritan. Guys are heading out looking for some tog this weekend. So hopefully you have your charter scheduled. If you don't, if you're looking for a last minute, pick up that April edition, look for some of the captains that are in the report section, and hopefully you too can get in on the Blackfish action this month. But as of April 1st, it is full on pedal to the metal for the rest of 2023. We have one week to go before trout season opens here in the Garden State. It opens in upland Delaware streams and all Penn Sea waters as of this weekend. For more on that and Shad Watch 2023, let's check in with my friend George, the Pocono Outdoors guy. Well, hey, thanks, Jim. You know, lots of excitement here as we get ready for the April 1st opening here in Pennsylvania for the trout season for 2023. That'll be April 8th for you folks in the Garden State. Uh, but lots of things going on. You know, guys are getting ready. Uh, I checked in with Steve Koldnick, river guide here in Pennsylvania on the Lehigh River, uh, checking on conditions. And he says conditions are great. They're favorable for an opening uh, day and an opening week. Lots of fish, he's saying. Uh, lots of rainbows, lots of brown trout. The water's still cold. It's clear and good flows so we should have great uh, opening week in the trout season this year so uh, good luck to all you guys getting out for opening day now another thing that's going really good right now is a smallmouth bite you know all up and down uh, New Jersey and Pennsylvania here our regulars are checking in from New Jersey lots of great smallmouth there over on the Susquehanna, known for good smallmouth, uh, Shane Fry checked in and said he's getting them uh, pretty consistently in really good size as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, also, Nick Canestra down in the lower Susquehanna, uh, he's out hammering those smallmouths too. Get on the bite on those A-rigs, so there's lots of good fishing. Get out for some of those smallmouth. But we can't forget about our shad watch. Yeah, that's finally kicking into high gear. We're getting good reports of shad up and down the river. It's by no means peak yet, but we're starting to see a consistent bite as they move up river. I checked just before this report, and we're looking at uh, water temperatures just about 46 degrees, and that continues to rise every day. So we're getting close to that magic number of 50 degrees for that bite to turn on and get really aggressive. So I hope you guys are getting out and getting into some of this great fishing. From Pennsylvania, I'm George, your Pocono Outdoors guy. The Bassmasters Tournament, of course, was held this past weekend. Nice segue out of George, the Daytona 500 of competitive largemouth fishing. Canadian Jeff Gustafson, Gustafson, he took top honors and 300 grand, while Maryland's Brian Schmidt grabbed $50,000 for second. Not too bad. The only other local money winners I saw on that Bassmaster final leaderboard, Jonathan Dietz of Pennsylvania earning $15,000 and New York's Casey Smith earning 10 grand. Nobody from New Jersey or Delaware that I saw. Coincidentally, uh, another big money freshwater tournament back to making headlines this week. 
is out of Cleveland, Ohio, where those two alleged walleye cheaters from last September showed up in court for their trial on Monday, and they pled guilty to felony counts of cheating and a misdemeanor animal ownership violation. All other charges were dismissed. The Lead Belly Twins are due back in court for their sentencing on May 11th. Now I don't have to call them alleged cheaters anymore. They are filthy cheating swine. They pled guilty. Another death on the beaches of the Jersey Shore this week. This time it was a harbor porpoise, which washed up deceased at Ortley Beach in Ocean County. I believe that was on Tuesday. News 12 reporter Jim Murdoch was apparently there on the scene and provided an update over there. And I'm sure Phil Murphy, our governor, and DEP Commissioner Sean LaTourette will have something poignant to say. Uh, in the coming days about this dead harbor porpoise. But here's what NOAA Fisheries has to say about the harbor porpoise. At their official online species directory, which you can find at fisheries.noaa.gov forward slash species. Among the threats to harbor porpoises, ocean noise, what NOAA Fisheries calls, quote, underwater noise pollution which interrupts the normal behavior of harbor porpoises and interferes with their communication. Rewriting history, science, and public participation in the political process, one dead mammal at a time. That's NOAA Fisheries. That's our federal government in action, folks. Join Captain Jim Frieda on uh, uh, that uh, Wednesday, April 4th. He's got a special seminar uh, that he's doing with the Staten Island Tuna Club. That's next Wednesday, April 4th, Proving Ground in Highlands. The cost of admission to the seminar includes a buffet dinner. They have a cash bar, and they do have tons of raffles as well. If you're interested in checking out that raffle up in the Highlands, call Chip at 201 390 for all the details. Finally this week, I saw young Pedro Ildefonso working the Tsunami booth uh, at the Saltwater Fishing Expo a couple of weeks back. He took me for a tour of all the new goodies uh, from Tsunami, including their new Flutter Spoons and the new Tidal Pro iPop Popper, which I can't wait to use on the sod banks for striped bass this spring and into the fall. Then Pedro, he turned around and popped by my booth and turned the tables on my typical interview process. I'm usually the one doing the interview. Now the interviewer becomes the interviewee. I'm gonna let Pedro take us out this week. Catch him up, I'll see you again next week right here at thefisherman.com. All right guys, final interview of the day. I'm here with Jim Hutchinson from The Fisherman Magazine. Thanks for being here, Jim. Thanks Pedro, I enjoy talking to you all the time. <laughs> I, I, yesterday I was walking through the show and you were uh, showing me all the new products from Tsunami. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, awesome products from Noah Tsunami. Can I ask you a couple questions uh, sure. real quick? Yeah. How did you uh, start fishing? And how did you get your passion for fishing? I think it's in my blood. No, my, so my grandfather was a captain uh, in Ocean City, New Jersey, and he ran boats for post yachts. My father, I think, took me uh, fishing. I have, a, I have an early picture of me. I can't be less, uh, one years old, less than that, fishing for winter flounder. It's just something that was natural in my family. Grandparents, my father, my mom fishes. It's just part of our family. So it's something we've always done. Probably no different than yours. Your family, I know, fishes a lot together. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. And how did you become a reporter for the Fisherman Magazine? Ah, uh, it's a good question. So I, I started writing when I was young. And I started covering newspaper. Uh, I was working for a newspaper when I was in my teens and in my early 20s. And was covering town meetings and writing news articles. 
And sometime in 2002, I answered an ad in a newspaper for uh, a fishing writer, and I was like, I would like to do that. Pete Barrett gave me my chance in 20, uh, 2002, and it's led to a brand new career. I've been doing it for 21 years, and just kind of, I turned something, my passion with fishing, sort of like you, and something that I really like to do, which was writing, and somehow I just got the opportunity to do both. So opportunities come from just like you, you know? You enjoy fishing and you do what, doing what you do, and I got lucky, I think. That's the bottom line. Awesome. And just a little question out there. What is your favorite fish to target? Easy, striped bass. Striped bass. You know why? Why? When I was your age, growing up, I grew up on Long Beach Island in New Jersey, and there weren't many stripers around when I was a kid. There weren't many around at all. And I didn't start targeting them until 1990. And my, I caught my first striper in 1990. So to me, even at, even all these years later, uh, it's still new. And every time I go out and try to catch stripers, it's always something new. So I love striped bass. What's your favorite way to target a striped bass? Top water plugs in the, in the surf or in the back bay along the side banks. I love... So like on my boat, my center console, sun's going down, it's dead calm, and I'm right on these creeks and sedges and sod banks, and throwing a popper, it hits right in the sod bank, and bringing it back, that explosion on the top, oh, or just getting so a swipe, isn't it the greatest? That's awesome. I love that because I love, my, my mind goes blank and I'm just kind of daydreaming, and all of a sudden out of nowhere, bang, it blows up, and my rod's bent, I love that, I love it my favorite part and where can the follow where can the viewers find you on social media social media everywhere it all starts at thefisherman.com right <laughs> yeah. so the fisherman magazine on uh, on facebook you can find me uh, at j, j uh, what is it at jim hutchinson jr on instagram and uh and of course our youtube broadcast where you're on there on oh. a regular basis <laughs> you can find that through the fisherman magazine as well i love getting your photos and your videos you have just so much passion for fishing and remind me of myself. So don't lose that. Thank you so much. The Fisher Magazine has so many magazines, awesome magazines, you know, great articles by Jim and the, and the staff. Thank you so much for your time, Jim. Hey, I got an idea. How about you maybe think about writing some articles in the future? Oh, that would be awesome. So that would be awesome. The article uh, about striper fishing or tog fishing by Pedro Ildefonso, I think that would look really good in the magazine. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much, Jim. <laughs> you got it. Thank you for your time, and uh, thank you for watching this video. If you like, please like, subscribe, uh, hit the notification bell, and uh, see you in the next video. Remember, life is better when you add fish and water. See you next adventure.